All right, so let's do a quick recap of the two verses that we discussed yesterday, verses uh, 113 and 114 of uh, Surah Taha. وَكَذَلِكَ أَنزَلْنَاهُ قُرْآنًا عَرَبِيًّا وَصَرَّفْنَا فِيهِ مِنَ الْوَعِيدِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ أَوْ يُحْدِثُ لَهُمْ ذِكْرًا in like manner did we send down an Arabic Quran and explain therein the warnings in diverse ways so that they may fear or it may generate some reflection in their hearts. I explained yesterday that Allah Taala is saying to the people of Makkah, to the people of Arabia, that Arabic is your language. We have revealed the Quran in Arabic. We have revealed the Quran in Arabic. You are the first addressees. You ought to understand the message of the Quran. And if you don't want to follow, at least contemplate, because contemplation and reflection gives you a chance to, to bring yourself to uh, obedience and, uh, and submission. Sublimely exalted is Allah. Sublimely exalted is Allah. Uh, there is none that is exalted in a sublime manner, like Allah is. So there's none worthy of worship besides Allah. وَلَا تَعْجَلْ بِالْقُرْآنِ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَيْ يُقْضَى إِلَيْكَ وَحْيُهُ Do not be hasty in receiving the Qur'an before its revelation is completed to you. Uh, I explained yesterday that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam out of enthusiasm and out of fear that he mustn't forget what Jibreel Alaihi is reciting to him, as Jibreel Alaihi was reciting, he would begin repeating the verses before Jibreel Alaihi had concluded. So in Surah Qiyamah, Allah had said, لا تحرك به لسانك لتعجل به that do not move your tongue upon its recitation in order to hasten in learning it. إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا جَمْعَهُ وَقُرْآنَ that we have taken the responsibility of gathering and protecting and preserving uh, the Quran. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was human at the end of the day. Perhaps he forgot or perhaps he got carried away uh, by enthusiasm at the time. So Allah reminded him again, وَلَا تَعْجَلْ بِالْقُرْآنِ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَيْ يُقْضَى إِلَيْكَ وَحْيُهُ that do not be hasty in receiving the Quran before its revelation is completed to you. وَقُلْ رَبِّ زِدْنِ عِلْمًا Rather make the dua, O oh Allah, increase me in knowledge. O oh my sustainer, increase me in knowledge. So this is a Quranic dua. All types of knowledge. And we know Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was the epitome of knowledge. Then, in regards to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam forgetting, Allah says, وَلَقَدْ أَهِدْنَا إِلَىٰ آدَمَ مِنْ قَبْلِ We have emphasized upon Adam before this. فَنَسِيَا but he forgot, and we did not find any resolve in him, meaning he didn't do it intentionally, he forgot. So like how you forgot, you didn't intentionally go against the instruction of Allah not to, not to recite before Jibreel والسلام, had concluded, Adam والسلام, also made a mistake. Now what was the mistake of Adam والسلام? This now flows into the next Ruku, Ruku 7 of Surah Taha. وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ أَبَا the eternal, or, or the, 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 uh, the, the story that the Qur'an makes mention of right in the beginning in Surah Baqarah and makes mention of repeatedly at uh, various junctures. When we said to the angels, prostrate before Adam, they fell into prostration. All of them except Shaitan, he refused. He was not from the angels, Karamin al-Jinn, as is mentioned in Surah Kahf, but he was included in the instruction because he was in the company of the angels. Uh, when the jinn the, who in the main were rebellious, were banished to the islands and to the jungles, he went with the angels back to the heavens because at the time he was not rebellious. 
However, he always wanted position. He was hoping Allah would send him back to earth as Allah's Khalifa, Fil Ard. And when Allah chose Adam والسلام, then his jealousy and his arrogance and his pride all came to the fore and he refused to carry out the instruction of uh, Allah فَقُلْنَا يَا آدَمَ Allah says, we then sent to Adam, said to Adam, إِنَّ هَذَا عَدُوٌ لَكَ وَلِزَوْجِكَ فَلَا يُخْرِجَنَّكُمَا مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ فَتَشْقَى This is your enemy and your wife's enemy, so do not let him drive you out of paradise or else you shall fall into misery. Meaning that in, uh, in Jannah, You've got everything going for you. You've got shelter, you've got food, you've got uh, drink. If you, if you fall into his trap and, and you are removed from Jannah, then you're going to put yourself into misery. You're going to have to look, out, look for your own shelter, your own food, uh, your own drink, your own clothing. It is provided for you that you shall neither be hungry therein nor naked. You shall neither, neither suffer from thirst therein nor from the, uh, the sun's heat. So in Jannah, you don't have to worry about heat, you don't have to worry about cold, you don't have to worry about clothes, you don't have to worry about food, you don't have to worry about drink, you don't have to worry about home and abode. It's all taken care of. So Allah says that shaitan is your enemy, right? And he's going to try and get you out of Jannah. Be careful, because if he traps you and he gets you out of Jannah, then you're going to have to do all of this for yourself. So Allah talks about Adam and Hawa in the duel in the beginning of the verse. But then Allah talks to Adam alone when he says, Fatashqa or else you shall fall into misery. And here the scholars have written that there's an indication that it's the responsibility of the man to provide for his wife when it comes to abode, shelter, food, drink, um, etc. So he had all of this uh, in, in Jannah, and Allah is cautioning him that don't fall into the trap of, uh, of, of, of Jannah because uh, of, of Shaitan, otherwise you will, you will lose all of these privileges, you will lose all of these uh, comforts. So Allah doesn't talk about the bounties of Jannah, Allah just negates the presence of difficulties in Jannah. And Allah highlights to Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, that you're going to find yourself in these difficulties when, uh, when, when you, um, what you call it, uh, um, if you get yourself expelled from Jannah by falling into the trap of the devil. For wasa ilayhi shaytan, Satan then whispered to him saying, قَالَ يَا آدَمُ هَلْ أَدُلُّكَ عَلَى شَجَرَةِ الْخُلْدِ وَمُلْكِ اللَّهِ يَبْلَى O Adam, Shall I show you the tree of eternal life and a kingdom that does not age? He's very cunning, the devil. He knew Adam salam would not directly violate the command of Allah. So he came at a very sly angle. Adam, you know, you're really fortunate, blessed. Uh, do you not want to live in Jannah for the rest of eternity? You have to eat from a particular tree. فَأَكَلَ مِنْهَا They both ate from it. فَبَدَتْ لَهُمَا سَوْآتُهُمَا Whereupon their private parts became exposed. They began pasting upon themselves the leaves of paradise. So the, they were blessed with clothes from Allah in Jannah. Now as soon as they did what the devil told them to do and what Allah told them not to do, they lost the bounty of the clothes. But see, modesty is a natural thing. They immediately started covering themselves, even though they were in Jannah with the leaves of the tree. It's a natural thing. Modesty. And those who want to walk around naked or semi-naked, it's an unnatural thing. That is our belief as Muslims. People can believe whatever they want to believe. That is their right. And they can do whatever the law of the land permits them to do. That's, uh, that's the law of the country. But we are, even in, 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 in democratic terms, allowed to have the belief that we have. And this is our religious belief, that uh, uh, modesty is, is, is a natural instinct. It's, it's a natural thing. So they naturally started to cover themselves. Now Allah says, وَعَصَى آدَمُ رَبَّهُ فَغَوَى 
Adam evaded the order of his sustainer and deviated from the path. Then his sustainer favored him, turned his attention to him and brought him onto the path. So Adam made a mistake. It was not a sin. It was a mistake. What was the mistake? He forgot. Some say he forgot because Allah said in the verses preceding this, فَنَسِيَ that he forgot. And we did not find any resolve in him, meaning he didn't do it intentionally. So he forgot about the command of Allah. So why did Allah then take him out of Jannah? Because Allah expected of him something better. If, if a normal human forgets, an you know, a normal ummati forgets, no problem. You're not, you're not responsible because you forgot. So you're fasting, but you forgot you were fasting. You ate a whole meal. Then you remember, no problem. Your fast is still valid because you forgot. You didn't do it intentionally. But Adam al-Islam, being so close to Allah, he was expected to take precautionary measures to ensure that he didn't forget. See, when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, was on the expedition with the Sahaba and they went to sleep, he put Bilal on, on watch to wake them up for Fajr. And Bilal fell off to sleep. And then when they woke up, the sun had risen. So there, there was no rebuke because Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam took precautionary measures. And then it still happened. Yeah, Adam Alaihissalam didn't take precautionary measures. And that's why the scholars say that uh, Allah wa uh, removed him from, uh, from, from, from Jannah. So either he forgot or he misunderstood some scholars say that he thought maybe it was only one particular tree and not every tree of that particular type that he had to abstain from. But whatever the case, he, ordered, he ought to have been more cautious. And hence Allah Taala says, وَعَصَى آدَمُ رَبَّهُ فَغَوَى He evaded the order of his sustainer and deviated from the path. Allah will use stronger language for people of higher profile, even though it was not intentional. So the Anbiya did not sin. But whatever the case may be, then his sustainer favored him, turned his attention to him and brought him onto the path. So Allah has forgiven him and Allah has returned him to Jannah. So there's nothing that we can rebuke Adam alayhi salatu wasalam for. But what happened needed to happen for humanity to exist on earth. So Allah said, get down from here all together. You shall become enemies of each other. Now, who is Allah addressing when Allah says you shall become enemies of each other? Either Adam and Hawa, which would mean that your, your progeny will continue to be rivals to each other. Men are like that, you know, we're rivals, we're always competing. Or if it was to Adam and salam and Shaitan, then it would mean that that rivalry will continue now between the progeny of the devil and the progeny of Adam alayhi salam. The progeny of the devil will always be trying to mislead the progeny of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam. فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدَى Then if there comes to you guidance from me, فَمَنِ اتَّبَعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا يَضِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى Then he who follows my guidance will neither go astray nor fall into misery. He will neither go astray nor fall into misery. So that's the story in brief. I mean, it has come in Surah Baqarah and it has come in Surah Araf and we went into more details there. Uh, there's a little bit more that we will discuss uh, in terms of Adam wasalam, and, and this mistake of Adam wasalam, tomorrow, inshallah. Uh, but for today, we'll leave it at that uh, particular juncture. May Allah, wa ta'ala can grant, uh, may Allah wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq and understanding.